0: What's up, Zach? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Now we're gonna kill them the music. Uh, <laughs> experimental intro. Experimental intro, that's for sure. Um <laughs> uh, so here we are. I'm I'm at home today here in Ocala, Florida. Where are you coming to us from?
1: South Haven, Mississippi, just outside of Memphis.
0: That's awesome. All right. So today we're talking quarterback sleepers. Um, So that's pretty exciting. Uh, It's always fun. People ask all the time, who are the sleepers? It's one of those things uh, you search for all the time. I remember, you know, obviously thumbing through those NFL fantasy magazines as a kid, Hmm. um, which actually I was doing yesterday at. Barnes and Noble locally and I saw like John Lobb and a few other guys featured in there in a magazine that I was checking out they were going over some NFL sleepers so um we're going to do that for college fantasy football quarterbacks today um but first um just want to mention we are now 49 days 22 hours 17 minutes from kickoff um getting pretty excited if start to feel it getting close not in the weather here in florida it's really flaming hot but um <laughs> yeah but uh dang it's it's starting to feel it it's starting to get close yeah and uh also this would be actually what what's this? this this would be the upcoming tuesday i guess that The college football video game would normally launch so we're potentially one year and a few days away from that based on some recent news so that's that's pretty exciting and we're talking Mm -hmm. about that a little bit in our discord channel let me screen share real quick so for those of you checking us out on youtube appreciate it um if you hit the subscribe that helps us out a ton but um I'm sure you guys know that by now. I'm showing you Draft Central. So just under draft prep, you can get here from multiple ways, but um, on the website, Draft Central, this is where you want to go for all of the draft preparation for any of your college fantasy football drafts. We have three types of rankings at CFBDynasty.com. We have the standard rankings. This is for your redraft league. We have keeper rankings. Uh, This is for a college-only league. Some people call it dynasty I just grew up calling it keeper. So I've kept it the same on the website. And then our version of the dynasty league is basically what you hear on the C to C or your Debbie style league where it's, um, you know, really favoring college football players with NFL potential. Um, so those are all live and, um, accessible to members and you just have to log in and check it out. Um, you can download, um, exports, there's filters for by conference if you have a weird player pool or whatever.
1: Also, um, just let me jump yeah. in. So the, the Discord, the CFP Dynasty Discord will also have eventually, not at the moment, but eventually will have um, exclusive channels and content in the Discord that you will have access to when you subscribe.
0: Yeah, so. we just recently launched it. We have 30 or 40 members in there now. Um, but yeah, the real goal here is to just to be able to have a community where we can chat back and forth. Um, once we go to our in season, that's where you'll have a lot of the member benefits of we'll be doing, you know, startups situm, all kinds of different DFS stuff and uh, we'll have fun with it. It's college football. So we're just here to, to have some fun and obviously potentially make some money along the way with uh, some of the algorithmic features we're launching uh this year um so that's pretty exciting but yeah if you want to get into the discord you can go to the connect um part in the top navigation and there of course you can follow us on twitter you can subscribe to us on youtube but yeah join the community you can click on that and then you can access it with the little purple discord icon anywhere on the website but there's a link on this page that you have to click to join and then you can access it anywhere uh, it's free to join. Uh, just come, check it out, communicate, um, and uh, we'll have some fun with it.
1: You can. Um,
0: all right, so let's get started. Um, so we're talking some, you know, sleepers for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of my criteria, and everybody kind of has their own criteria for sleepers in anything, but it's just will they outperform the tier that they're drafted in, in terms of average drafts? Um, and for this, I'm kind of based it on where we're ranking these players right now. So I've got rankings up, um, and we can talk through some of these and, and talk to them live. But I'll start with one um, that I have. So Spencer Rattler is one that I really, when he kind of fell off last year, I kind of fell off the Rattler bandwagon as, as he got. Yeah. Benched. And the I'm kind of like there with you, like the crowd turned against him and all that Rattler,
1: it, especially right now, Rattler's draft position is low enough to where you can take the risk on him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think he's a, t- he's not going to be drafted as a top 15 guy, probably not even top 20. Right. Um, I don't know exactly where you have him ranked, but 34th sure, right now. Okay. Right. Okay. So not even top 30. So, if he's, if you're saying he's the 34th best quarterback, that's not a terrible spot to grab him at. Yeah. Even if you, if even if you tried to jump in the top 30 and say, you know what, I like his upside, I like his talent, I'll take him. I don't, I think that's a good, good sleeper. Yeah.
0: I mean, if he's your third quarterback, that's pretty solid. I think yeah. so. He's so South Carolina. They've got the full O line coming back. Um. So really experienced there now. Um. Obviously they lose some you know, production at running back, but they've got Jaheem Bell, who everyone's high on at tight end. And then they mm-hmm. also have Stogner, um, Josh Van. By the way, Juan Bell Wells. might
1: be the best tight end. I've never said this on any podcast, on the Burning Redshirt podcast or nothing, but like everybody just claims that Brock Bowers is the best tight end. And he very well could be um, just because of what we saw, you know, late in the season last year for Georgia. But if you're talking like just pure talent at the tight end position, Bell might be the best all-around tight end, especially like if you're talking next level. Bell might be the that guy. I would take
0: Bowers, but yeah, Bell's. No, I don't. I don't. Trick is extremely athletic too, and Mini Gronk up at Notre Dame. There's some really good ones, but Um, if if
1: you watch his tape, like I think I saw this maybe a week or so ago, like he's one of the only tight ends that they're lining up Debo Samuel like. Right. And, I, and it's funny, it's funny I say that because Debo went to South Carolina also, but Bell, like they'll motion him into the backfield and hand him the ball. And what, a, like, you don't see a lot of tight ends doing that. <laughs> no. I mean, let's be real. And like, that just shows you his athleticism. And I think the the clip that I saw, the hands, the hand him the ball and he like turns the corner and he like turns the jets on. And you're like, dude, this is a tight end just outrunning people. I said, you know what, that's that you can't teach that. That's just pure athleticism.
0: Yeah, yeah. With him and Stogner, it's one of the best tight end yeah. combinations in the country. Um, and then just to go along with Shane Beamer's offense and that's, that's his jam. So yeah. he's one that he could step in. Um, I don't know that there's, there's less pressure pressure. Obviously Oklahoma a more higher profile job, than uh South Carolina, but South Carolina's fans I mean, they love football. They have some expectations. Uh I see their expectations,
1: they're, but they're not they can't I don't think they they even think that they're winning the SEC East. Let's maybe. No, yes.
0: I agree with that. I just I know I just know the passion is there from their right. fans. Like I mean
1: so you know Ole Miss has passion too, but they aren't thinking they're gonna beat Alabama every year. Right. <laughs> you right. know, I mean they very well could on a given year. Yeah. But but realistically you're thinking, okay, if we can win nine games, that's a good season. Really good.
0: Totally agree. And yeah, it's totally different job. And I'm, I'm just saying it's not going to be no pressure. It's just, it's just a little bit lower pressure and he could thrive there. Like he totally Mm -hmm. could. I, I mean, in the new offense and Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see, we'll see. He could, he's a sleeper to me because I kind of soured on him just as Mm -hmm. a player. Um, He was in the perfect position. Seemed like if you can't thrive there, uh, you know, at Oklahoma with all the receivers and that offense, oh, that's tough. But he could have a resurgence. He was the number one quarterback when he came Maybe he needed a wake up
1: call. Maybe he needed a wake up call. Like you, some people, you know, they think they've got it made and they're going to have an easy cakewalk and they kind of get hit in the face and say, you know Mm -hmm. what, you're not as good as you think you are. And a reality check, I guess, is what I. It's mean, a great just, point. So maybe this is that for him, or, and or maybe this is he's just not that good. We'll find out. But um, I think he's a good at, at this. I, I'm leaning on that he's better than we think he is. Yeah. Um, so. I think so too. Who do you have? Um, so here? I'm going to stay in the state of South Carolina, and I'm going to go with DJU. <laughs> and I know people are like, "Oh God, here we go, DJU again." But I have to bank on the fact that Clemson's got tons of talent. DJU was like the top one or two quarterback prospects coming in that year, if I'm not mistaken. And he's got the prototype size. He's 6'5", 245, 50-plus. I don't know what he's at now. But he's got it – Like. When you look at the the measurables, you're like, this guy's a can't-miss prospect. And then you watch him play, and you're like, okay, maybe he's just it's just not there yet. He's not reading the game right, whatever. Clemson has a down year. Their defense kept him in all their games, but really the offense didn't play well. I have to believe if they're still saying DJU's their starting quarterback, they are seeing something to make them say that.
0: Maybe because
1: they get all these talented players that come in, freshman quarterbacks, and like, it, I just I, I have to believe that he's the best one on the roster. Maybe they all suck. I don't know, but I'm gonna bank on the fact that he has the raw talent in there, and he'll figure it out. Yep. And and where do you have him ranked? Because this this is a sleepers thing. Thirty eighth. Thirty eighth. So some people might have him ranked even lower than that. Yeah. If they have him in the 40s, even 50s, I think DJU is a great option as your fourth quarterback. I think he's a great option because sure. because he has the potential to be a top two on your team. Maybe not mm-hmm. top two off college fantasy, but like he's a top. Yeah. Tw- he has the potential to be top 15, 20 quarterback easily. We've seen it in that offense. You know, in, you in girl, that offense, Shane Watson, you had four, you had all of them.
0: I, I would say look beyond the quarterback position, though. Like, yeah. I still think they're missing that slot receiver. Like, they're all the same. Uh, all their guys are six yeah. one or, or more. They're all outside receivers. I just,
1: I, I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback. I think yeah. if you're asking for sleeper to where he's he's going to outperform where he's ranked last year, his expectation was here. Yeah. Now it's down here, so uh, he has a lot higher chance of clearing this bar than this bar. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Uh, yeah. I, I would take the chance. I, there's a couple in our dynasty startup draft. We did like, I was kind of bummed. We didn't get him because he, he went, I think it was like the 25th round, 30th round or something like that. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, man, he would have been really cool to take a chance on. Yep. Um, because I mean, he went that late. So obviously like, He's getting drafted way later, I think, than he sh- probably should be.
0: I think we're gonna know. I think we'll know in week one.
1: Oh, and they, that's another they play.
0: They play Georgia Tech, and if yeah. it's whatever, you know, seven to three at halftime. Yeah, Klebnik's You're- coming in, and they, he's my next guy that I have on my well, list. before sleepers.
1: you before you yeah. get into like I, my, I've said this on the other podcast. How much of a leash does he have? Does he have a game? Does he have two games? Or does he have a half? Like you're saying at Georgia Tech, if it's seven to three, ten seven, and it's it's close when it shouldn't be, do they pull the pull the cord to say, look
0: halfway into the first game would be
1: bad. That'd be awful, right? <laughs> but, but, but you then all summer saying that he's the number he's the QB one, and then all of a sudden halfway through the first game, he's pulled. He wasn't really QB one. Yeah. It was you already had the thought in your head going into the game, like if he's not playing well, we're pulling him, and yeah, that tells me that. Because if Klubnik were to
0: come in there, second half in that c- scenario, week two they play Furman, week three mm-hmm. they play Louisiana Tech, so those are a couple perfect warm up games right. to then go on the road for the first time at Wake Forest. So, right. Oof. But he's my next guy, Kate Klubnick, I feel like so I've got him ranked right so now just I because he's CJ a backup. You and you took Klubnick. That's yeah, clubnik's one hundred thirty second and dju who i like great dude and i i'm rooting for him but man he just didn't have it last year and it might again it might not just be him it might be that they have no slot receivers and aren't using the portal um but dju uh also in the spring game didn't look great um We'll see. We'll see what happens. But the guy that comes to mind, you know, me being a, you know, a born in Gainesville, Florida fan, Jeff Driscoll comes to mind as someone who had all the talent, weapons around him, just couldn't put it together on the field. Um, Didn't have the accuracy, the pocket presence, that kind of thing. So we'll see. Uh, I hope he turns it around, but I'd roll with Klebnik there. Who do you have next on your list?
1: Um, I don't it's funny. I I wish I could see where you have him ranked, but I'm gonna say um Chevin Cordero um was at Hawaii transferred to San Jose. 45th. Mm -hmm. See, I think he's easily put well, easily he's potentially a top 20 quarterback, and that offense is gonna be high flying. And Cordero coming from Hawaii, he's gonna play at San Jose State. Elijah Cooks comes to San Jose State also. Um, sorry, my dogs are barking back there, but I don't know if you can really hear that, but yep, no uh, yeah, they're probably loud, but, um, I think the potential for him to be up there in one of the top quarterbacks is, is very high. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I get a good feeling that he's going to play better than 45th. Is that what you said? 46, 45. Yeah. 45th. Yeah. So I, you're telling me there's 44 better quarterbacks I don't know. Fantasy wise, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe because not. it's, it, I just don't think, I, if you said 30, ah, maybe, but 45, uh, 44, no. Maybe I think, I think Cordero's a good one. Give him a nitro he, boost, maybe. He's going to have, he's going to have tons of receiving options there. Yeah. So, um, I think, as a matter of fact, not just Elijah Cooks, so they had uh, Andrew's perfect for this, by the way. he He's all over this. <laughs> but, um, I'm blanking on the receivers but he's got receiving options there and they're going to be behind in some games so they'll probably just throw it all over the place so um as we did our win totals thing I think we had them winning we had them in 8 games that's probably way too many <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what we came up with um as a matter of fact I'll look it up so we had 7 we had them win in 7 so i not crazy but
0: that's one other. guy one guy oh sorry one guy that i love love clay millen colorado Mm -hmm. state um have you seen the amount of people that came over to nevada with their their head coach this is kind of what you expect in the the portal world uh pull out like my little oh yeah phil steel magazine because i don't have it in front of me but yeah so jay norvell came over from nevada um, Clay Millen came with him, and he was mm-hmm. like he was next man up at Nevada. Like he he was mm-hmm. he's legit, proven, ready to go. Um, he's coming in as a redshirt freshman, but um, he looked great in the spring. Everything I read about him is fantastic. But yeah, um Melquan Stovall, wide receiver, transfer from Nevada. Mm-hmm. Tori Horton, uh transfer from Nevada. Both of those <laughs> two are starting receivers, and then you've also got the center. And the right guard, um, all coming over from Nevada, and they and still starting have Dante Wright,
1: <laughs> yeah. Who, who if some people reject him highly, some people don't, but yeah, I did, I yeah. used
0: to, but right. And then
1: you get all these transfers that come in, and you're like, okay, well, maybe he gets knocked down a couple pegs, but that offense is going to be throwing it all over the place, yep. So, I think there's room for three, maybe even four receivers that are relevant but we're talking about quarterback and Millen, I think is good. um, Especially in a sleeper uh, form, a sleeper ranking. Um, I've got
0: a couple more. You have any others that you want to talk about? All right. So um, Jordan Travis, Florida state. uh, We've Mm -hmm. currently got him at 49th. I think, you know, maybe as we kind of go through different series of the rankings, he'll probably move up the board a little bit, Um, Mm -hmm. but they've got, uh, a lot more experienced offensive line. They helped him out with um, Micah Pittman at receiver. Um, they also added another transfer, uh, Johnny Wilson from Arizona State. He was a PS two, and if you're not familiar with your Phil Steele little short code, there it's a. He was the fourth ranked receiver according to Phil Steele when it came out. Micah Pittman was 13th. They've got a great you know stable of three three 3D. Great running backs. and But, man, he struggled last year. Like, I don't think they hit 200 yards passing um, in, in more than, like, three games or something ridiculous like that. So, um, need to see a lot more from him. But, man, he's got the talent to do so. And uh, if, if the line can perform better, and I know you saw those offenses at, at Memphis, you know, when Mike mm-hmm. Norvell was there, it could be a nice – jump for jordan travis this year
1: yeah i've seen a lot of things they're saying that like um jordan travis is really going to be to surprise some people this year um i think that i mean I, I we're talking about sleepers so we're not talking about guys that we think are going to be the first guy that's going to be picked on your team like if, you, if this is your first quarterback you're probably in trouble you're screwed. but yeah. but <laughs> but but if, if you if you're playing in it depends on the league you're in, but if you're playing in a league where you only start one quarterback, if he's your third option, like why not roll the dice? Because mm-hmm. he has the potential to be really good, and that's that's a good thing to have. Like, you it's not much risk. Yep. Um, here, I've got I'm gonna I got serve. one I got one, I got one, I'm gonna one. serve it, one to you, your
0: boy Daquan Finn. Let, let me serve uh, this up to you and yes. share the screen real quick. Yes, all right, I'm yes. gonna go. I'm gonna add this back to the stream, log in, and I'll show you where he's ranked. And My let's dog. let's see.
1: What you? Think. I think Daquan Finn is great because it's a MAC team from Toledo. You know it's gonna be high-scoring games all the time, and he can run, and that's like a dream scenario for a college fantasy quarterback, right? You want him to, you know, he throws for 150 maybe runs for another 150 and a couple touchdowns. Like, that's perfect. 21. Like you, have 20, you have him 21st, so it's not really a sleeper.
0: Um, he's, he's Well, make the case. Uh, should I have him above K.J. Jefferson, Cameron Ward?
1: Well, I think he should be number one, but let's just <laughs> – just, just kidding. No, 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 no. Um, with those guys that you have ranked there, like I think he has the potential to be all the way up there close to 10. And when it's all said and done, I, I you can't discount his rushing ability.
0: Would you take him over any of those in the top ten? Uh, roll up, scroll. So up. we've got, so we've got CJ Stroud. Youngest, obviously, let like me get one. past the obvious ones: yeah, Bryce Young, four, Caleb Williams, no. Malik Cunningham. No, I wish it could no. be higher. I think honestly. I think
1: five, six. Yours is where it kind of gets a little iffy for me and not because I don't know if yours is good like we haven't seen him play yet and that's (laughs) this is a hundred percent projection on yours yeah like it's it's not like oh he he had a good year last year now we expect him to be better like he had no year last year and we're just gonna say he's a top eight quarterback like maybe he very well could be but um and I'm not I don't I don't blame you because the offense is going to suit fantasy relevance. But Mordecai, I think, is – you can't really move him from up there. Will Rogers, you know he's going to throw it all over the place. Let me see if
0: you buy into this thing, this part on yours, though. So Danny, you know, part mm -hmm. of the CFP Dynasty crew. Yeah. He really buys into the psychology of these, um, you know, NIL-focused players –
1: Oh, man, I, who I, I are really already mean,
0: transferring and haven't played. He's way down on yours compared to me. I think yours is going to be fantastic, but oh, so he doesn't do like you, yours. Right. So do you buy into the psychology that they're just so focused on NIL that they'll underperform?
1: I see where he's going with it because I yeah. think you, you have to think like, does he really love football or does he just love money? Yeah. Like, and it's not wrong that he wants to get paid. I'm not saying that that's a problem. I'm just saying, what's the most important thing to him? Yep. Because some people truly want to get better and be the best quarterback, where he might just say, you know what? I'm already good. I'm getting millions of dollars to play at Texas. I haven't even taken a snap yet. You know, maybe that's, that's, he's living life, right? He's 19. Was he 19? Probably 19. Yeah. 20, like 20 at the most, right? Like some people just, they, they, top out there and say that's that's they live live the life and i don't i don't hate his his theory that's not terrible but back to the original question would i put daquan finn above any of those people yep cameron ward i'm warming to him a little bit i think he has potential to be a top 10 quarterback but yet again Mm -hmm. we haven't really seen him at the, the the highest level play yep richardson is where i you lose me Richardson is either at 18 or at 50 <laughs> because he's got all the raw ability in the world. But there were times you saw, okay, he was fantastic. And then there were times you're like, oh, God, no. No, he's not ready. Yeah. Well, so but, to but be he fair, that he played against U.S. Georgia,
0: and then he played against Georgia. <laughs> right, like so, I'm not um, necessarily against him. I'm just saying yeah, I there were you. things
1: that you see that you're like, man, he's got it. This guy's gonna be at all like a superstar.
0: I think most of the sites out there, and I haven't seen them. I haven't really paid attention to where I think you might have have him ranked
1: higher than most.
0: I think I have him lower than most. Really? Actually, yeah. And I've seen, like, I haven't been able to get him. I've kind of waited on him in all the drafts that I've been. I've never got him for the value that I want him at. Uh, 18 might be a little high for me, even. Uh, He might come down a little bit. But he's going to be such a high percentage of the Florida offense. that I okay, think so as long as this, he's healthy.
1: In our dynasty startup, one, two, three, yep. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. and I guess he went tenth, tenth quarterback taken. Yeah. But see, that's a little different too, because you're you're factoring in you're factoring in how much eligibility he yeah, has left. But they
0: have the same eligibility. They no, no,
1: I'm I'm just saying, like in general, like yeah, you you might lean Richardson over Armstrong because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but you know, some people are like, oh, it's Virginia's offense is gonna suck because now they got Elliott from Clemson and like I no. Yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna go away with what worked. I just right. don't believe they're gonna go away with what worked. But back to the original question. <laughs> Daquan Finn. Daquan Finn. I think you put him above KJ Jefferson. I don't yeah. think that's that's that hard to do. Um Cameron Ward, uh eh, maybe not. Richardson, I may put him above him. Yeah. I
0: think I think that's maybe given that he had twenty eight points a game last year. Van Dyke, I love Van Dyke. I'll probably <laughs> end up flip flopping him with Jackson Dart, who, like, Miami yeah, that's was another really ja- Jackson good Jackson Dart. Van Dyke.
1: Jackson Dart's done this all off season. Yeah, like I, he was really high. Then people, he kind of faded a little bit. Then he's kind of yeah. creeping back up into drafts. Um, Finn went later in this draft that. I should have got him. I don't know why we didn't get him. I feel like such an idiot. What an idiot! I feel like an idiot because like <laughs> I he was our next pick, and it just, uh, just pissed me off. So my one
0: more, and then you have one more, and that, I'm super. Uh, I guess it's impossibly super lukewarm, but Bo Nix is someone. Who oh, that was my beat. next one. All right, good, perfect. So we'll end on Bo <laughs> Nix. <laughs> he came in with all the talent. He came in as like a, you know, mm-hmm. uh some sort of legacy recruit at Auburn. Just didn't have it. He also had a weird coaching scenario there. Mm-hmm. A new fresh start, man, could be everything for him. Out at Oregon. Uh yeah. good talent. Like they've been stacking up good recruiting classes at Oregon. I think the best recruiting class in the Pac 12. Four years in a row, I think.
1: What's the Pac 12? Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> For this year. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Going.
0: Yeah. But you know what I mean? So, yeah. What do you think, Bo Nix? Uh, we've uh, got him. I'm going to go ahead and just yeah. scroll down here. We've got him at 53rd. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a 12 like or so, 12
1: or 14 team league, you're looking at a fourth. I used to like hate I used to hate on Bo Nicks, Like, oh, he sucks. Yeah. But like, maybe it's because he was at Auburn. Like, he just sucked. Like, I think he has an ability, and he goes to Oregon where he's going to start, and he's going – let's face it, he's not facing SEC defenses every week. Now, he has to face one. He has to face one, and it's probably the best one. Mm-hmm. But other than that – Debatable. I, I, well, Georgia – don't they play Georgia?
0: Yeah, it's just that the Bama D line this year.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I thought yeah. you were trying to say Florida or something. I was like, I no, of care. course. I know absolutely. you're a homer, but
0: God, absolutely <laughs> not. And I I try to consider myself a realist, but
1: anyways. <laughs> no, I, I think he's got a really good, really good chance uh, to be a very good sleeper pick. Um, Kenny Dillingham coming in because um, OC. So I think that works well for him. Yeah. Just the, the the offense that he wants to run, I think that works well for Bo Nix and and I think his his running ability is going to be used a little bit more than maybe it was utilized at Auburn.
0: Yeah. So Yep. And uh I it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Certainly week 1. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be But like, good
1: thing good thing it's not um a one-week – you're not playing DFS with Bo Nix week one. So it's a season-long marathon. So yep. <laughs> hopefully week one he doesn't get destroyed, and then he's good for the rest of the season. But after that, should be all right.
0: Yep. All right. So we've got some good sleepers for you guys to kind of mm-hmm. target maybe later in your, your college fantasy drafts. And it's it's mm-hmm. really draft season coming up, y'all. Oh, Before we know more. it. Media one more in. Yeah, go for it. This
1: one's kind of a, if you want to roll the dice and, and we talked about it on our other podcasts, um, we grabbed him in like the 44th, 41st round, whatever the heck it was. Now, Donovan Smith at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. We believe that the Burning Redshirt team believes that he has a, a, a decent chance to win that job it's not set in stone that the other two guys are just going to have that job. Donovan Smith stayed at Texas tech and we have to ask the question, why would you stay at Texas tech? If you think you have the ability and you're not going to win the job, that means that you have more of a chance to win that job than you people are letting on in our opinion. Now, does he win the job? Maybe, maybe not, probably not. But if you're talking about high upside guys, that potentially could be a top 10, 15 caliber quarterback, that's your guy. Just, and that's, no. and we talked, we talked about it the other day and, and actually Andrew who sold me on it because I wasn't that sold at first. And I said, you know what? If he has a legitimate shot at the job, why not grab him? Mm-hmm. Cause that job's not settled. It's not from f- as, as far as I am.
0: No, you're right. As far as far Phil Steele has him third on the depth chart, but yeah,
1: it's very much fluid. Um, but like got it's, it's third, it's third, but is it 1A, 1B, 1C? Like, right. is that kind of how it is? Cause you can't, you got to list somebody first, right? So, yeah. And, and he writes that magazine in, in May, April and May. So, He's got spring practice. I guess he's going on what intel he has, but Yeah,
0: and I, he talks to coaches and stuff. But anyways, wow. yeah, I I agree. Like that's it's very much fluid. So if, if
1: you're going to take it like a roll the dice kind of pick and you're like, "You know what? I just think a fifth quarterback that could potentially be your second quarterback, that's a good
0: especially if it's someone late that you can eventually drop." And, and I think yeah, Mort- well, Morton would fall into the same boat in my opinion. Here's
1: the the dynasty keeper, whatever you want to call it aspect to it. If he doesn't win the job, then he transfers and goes to G five or somewhere else. And now he's the clear favorite to have the job. And now you've got a, a star at quarterback. Like we'll yeah. say he goes to FAU or wherever. Yeah. goes to yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he can go somewhere <laughs> like that. And now you've got a top 10 quarterback just right off the bat. In my I mean, that's, home that's in, in, my,
0: in my home league though, I, I have to really favor um a, you know, stability. We yeah. we only allow three drops per year. So if you take a lot of those, yeah, you end up getting stuck. And you're only allowed three cuts in the offseason. So it's uh one of those where you get as much intel as you can before you make a draft choice, and then also your three pickups during the year. You know, because we only have a 12 team league. So, 12 team league where you can pick up uh, and drop freely is uh, too easy, in my opinion. Um, But, anyways. Um, All right. So, next up, guys, we'll have running backs out soon. Um, To be honest, like, so, Zach, my family, my wife and kids, they're going, she's going to her parents um, all next week. Oh, man. We, we can knock out yeah so some golf uh, getting some golf doing a lot of just normal work and uh, yeah. any updates to the website which you guys if you can join in the discord that would be fantastic totally open to suggestions on the website suggestions on the rankings anything you guys want to see let me know and then also as we build in our database which I've got to meet with the developer on this soon um there are more things that we can push out live to you if you want more data to play with we can make that happen we're using the data in the background um like the vegas metrics the weather apis all that stuff to put out rankings based on year-to-date data Um, but we can also give that to you guys as a tool so maybe that's something we can chat about discord's a great place to make that happen so um, join in it's free just come in there and chat and uh we look forward to it um any other yeah. announcements anything to look out for zach on burning the red shirt pod
1: um nothing We you know we do our weekly pod we try to do our weekly pod um, usually <laughs> earlier in the week monday tuesday ish um we have our win total series that we we go through team by team and game by game and say okay are they winning this game losing this game and then we project or we say how many wins each team's going to have. And we have a running spreadsheet of all the teams we've covered. Um, now, it, to be fair, we don't always remember who we picked to win a game. So when we do another team that we've already done the other, the team they play, we don't acceptable. remember.
0: That's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> we don't remember <laughs> who
1: they picked. So we're like, yeah, they may have, it might be a toss up, but for the most part, we're pretty we're pretty close to the vegas number we don't look at the vegas number until after we've said how many wins we think they're gonna have oh that's fun that's yeah fun. so like we'll say oh it's seven and oh, the number is six and a half like, oh, okay perfect that's
0: you know, that's, that's actually a game on the the bill simmons podcast they play is it really guess the guess the line so um anyway as far as good. that
1: we got we got our discord the burning red shirt podcast discord it's Kind of one and same with CFB Dynasty. Um, CFB Dynasty is going to have rankings and stuff. We kind of just have more of a just kind of community to just talk about whatever and bet, like betting lines and just transfer news and anything we want to talk about. We just talk about it. So right, on the Twitter yeah. account, we've got the link to join it. So it's just an open invite. That's perfect.
0: Um, and I'll be on with. Uh... Mm-hmm. I'll be a guest on with uh, Jared CFF Jared uh, on a mock Sunday night, so I'll be on live with him. That'll be fun. Uh, Oh, you're gonna
1: live it with him? Yep. Is it just you and him? Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yep. Looking forward to it. It'll be good. Uh, I may have Um, to chime in. I may have to chime in and just comment because he always comments on. Bash
0: me on the comments. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So. Yeah, next up, we got sleepers for running backs, sleepers for receivers. Maybe we'll fit tight ends in there too. And then I want to go over some freshmen after that. And then we've Mm. got to get into conference, uh, you know, best players for fantasy by conference. We'll go in after that. And then it will be darn close to the season. I can't wait. So, um, all right, Zach. Well, I appreciate it. Um, We'll connect soon, as soon as you want. And uh, have a good rest of the night, guys. Appreciate it. All
1: right. See you guys.